0: Welcome to the Peaceful Life Podcast. This is your host, Laura, coming to you from a cottage in the woods in the peaceful mountains of California. It's been a heavy week emotionally, psychologically, and sociologically. So I thought this would be a good time to talk about our thoughts. In the past couple of years, I've been working on changing my thought patterns to gain more peace in my life. It helps to have joined a meditation group. My meditation group practices mindful meditation, which concentrates on clearing your mind of all your thoughts and just being present. My thoughts also tend to keep me from going to sleep at night, which is why I created a special relaxation for that, and that became my go-to-sleep episode. A main component of the relaxation is a visualization to put all of your thoughts and to-do list into a box and label it tomorrow. I say that they'll be there for you to attend to tomorrow. I'm sure you've had a sleepless night or two, tossing and turning because of something that's happened in the past, or something you're worrying about in the future. If you still have problems getting to sleep because of your active mind, check out that episode. I also have one for children called Go to Sleep for Kids. So when I first began thinking and working on my own thoughts, or inner dialogue as writers call it, I started organizing them into buckets. The obvious three buckets are past, present, and future. Then I broke it down a bit further, although it really doesn't get too extensive. So here are thoughts that I put in the past bucket Obviously, memories. There are good memories when we like to relive an experience or a feeling. There's rehashing, dwelling, or analyzing something from the past. There's rewriting the script when you think about what you should have said or should have done. Other thoughts that belong in the past bucket are grief And that's pretty much involuntary. That's when you're missing someone or something because you've had it in the past. And then there's PTSD, which is also involuntary, post-traumatic stress disorder. And that's an anxiety tied to a traumatic event in your past. So the most unproductive types of past thoughts, which you can control, are when you rehash or dwell on a conversation or event. Usually because it upsets you or it didn't go how you planned, so you go over it and over it in your mind. And some of us are really good at just letting go. Some of us are on the rehashing spectrum, as I like to call it. I have a friend who will just not let go of past events, where she feels she was wronged, even years later. I'm sure you know someone like that, too. Every conversation goes back to her past and how she was treated unfairly. Now, there are true psychological illnesses that will make our minds do this, like OCD. But most of us do it just to understand others and ourselves more. We think that if we dwell on something over and over again, we'll understand it better or it will have more meaning to us. But mostly what it does is just upset you. It will upset you over and over again. Now, I admit it, I still dwell, rehash and analyze events and conversations that I should just let go But at least now, I recognize that. And I can say, "Uh uh-oh, Laura, you're doing it again. Just let it go. Release that dart. The only one it's hurting is me. Now, part of rehashing is... What I called rewriting the script. We all think about things that we should have said or done or written. Have you ever written someone an email and then gone back and reread it and then sent them a follow up email, either explaining what you meant or fixing something in the first email? That's what rehashing is. But a lot of times we just do it mentally. It's dwelling on something. So you have to realize that once that event or conversation or email is over, it's done. There's absolutely no benefit to you to rewriting the script because it's already over. And again, it will only make you feel like crap, so just try to let it go. Now, all in all, even good memories can be non-productive if you're constantly living in the past, if you're constantly comparing it to what you have now. The only good that can come out of past thinking is learning from experience. But once you have learned, then move on. That's why it's really freeing to let all of it go and not spend a lot of time back in your own past. Now let's talk about future thoughts. Well, there's the to-do list. It's one of my favorites. There's planning, like an event, a project, or an activity. There's rehearsing in scenarios. There's worry, and there's anxiety. Rehearsing and scenarios are okay in moderation. We all want to be prepared, or maybe that's just the type A personality thing because I know I like to be prepared. Rehearsing is actually thinking or saying aloud a monologue, speech, or dialogue conversation that you plan to have in the future. So if you're going on a first date or about to ask for a raise, you might rehearse what you're going to say. Now the danger comes in when you start imagining what the other person is going to say, because you really don't know And sometimes you rehearse this so much that you expect it will happen exactly how you rehearsed it. And it won't, because the other person doesn't have your brain. So you will have rehearsed it one way, and 99.9% it'll happen another way. Now the outcome could be better or worse or the same as you imagined, But that doesn't matter. The point is, a dialogue will never be exactly how you rehearsed it. Now, if it's a monologue like a speech you're giving or a solo podcast like this one, then fine. It will go how you rehearsed because there are no other factors but you. So, some rehearsing and creating scenarios is healthy – But too much or perseverating on it is not. At some point, you're just going to have to go out on a limb and do it. Have faith in yourself that you can be extemporaneous. Isn't that a great word? Extemporaneous. That means making it up as you go along or improvising. Okay, now on to a future thought that is pretty much unproductive. Worry. Gavin De Becker, author of The Gift of Fear, says, Worry is when you anticipate something bad happening, but it has not happened yet. Fear is when something bad is actually happening. So think about that. When you're worrying about something, it really hasn't happened yet. You're worrying about something that you made up in your mind. So stop yourself and say, am I making this up? Is it a valid outcome? For example, if my daughter is walking alone to the gym six blocks every night in the dark, that's a valid cause for worry because society and common sense tells me that that is a dangerous risk to take. But if my daughter is going to the gym in her gated community at noon every day alone, and I'm fraught with worry about that, I have to identify where this worry actually comes from. Most likely, it comes from an event or trauma in my own past. Now, I found that I was worrying and perseverating, now that's a key word right there, on a class that I give once a month. When I stopped to really analyze my thought, though, I found it was so unnecessary. First of all, I'm the teacher. Second of all, it's a free class. Nobody's paying for it. I always present useful information, and I'm in charge. I have no obligation to please every single student in the class. If they don't like what I present, they'll stop attending. When I let that go, It felt so much better. I never worried about my class again. Every one of us has worried incessantly about something that has turned out to be just fine. And we look back and think, God, I wish I hadn't spent so much time worrying about it in hindsight. All that time, if I had just trusted myself. Worrying about something absolutely will not change the outcome of the thing that is going to happen. All it does is steal your peace. Now, the difference between worry and anxiety is that worry is voluntary, where anxiety is most often not. Anxiety might be caused by trauma or mental illness or just a cross-connect in your brain at any moment in time. I talk about when I had an extreme fear of flying in a future episode with Belinda Farrell. I'll try to get that done next week. So enough with the past and future thoughts, let's talk about the present. Present thoughts include conversing. Interacting, listening in the present, being entertained by TV, music, video games, concerts, reading, social media, learning, classroom self-learning, reading the news, creating any creative activity like art, music, jewelry making, coloring, building, teaching, participating in an activity or sports. From team sports to swimming to board games to sex, your mind is usually focused on the activity happening in the moment. I hope so. Intentionally experiencing and tuning into all of your senses is present thinking and being mindful. Most present thoughts are constructive rather than destructive. Really, the only negative thoughts you can have is when you're projecting onto others. Like, say you're at a party and you think, nobody likes me, which is most likely not true because you have no way of knowing other people's thoughts. Sometimes, though, if I'm in a crowded place, I think I'm uncomfortable or it's too noisy. But that kind of thought allows me to take care of myself and remove myself from the situation. So all in all, those are good thoughts to have, being honest with yourself. So now that we know the buckets of our thoughts, let's do a short five-minute meditation. If you're able to, sit and relax in a comfortable position and close your eyes. Now, if you're driving a car, please keep your eyes open, but you can absolutely do this while driving, ironing, folding, working out, or any other activity, as long as there are not too many distractions. If you can't meditate right now, stop this episode and proceed later. So at this point, I'd like you to clear your mind of all thoughts. No to-do list, no dwelling, no planning dinner try to keep your mind on the absolute present. What's happening right now? If it helps, concentrate on your breathing, which is always constant and always in the now. If a thought pops into your head, analyze whether it's a past, present, or future thought. If it's a past thought, tap your left finger. If it's a future thought, tap your right finger just to let you know that you need to let them go. Your goal is to have only present thoughts. Experience yourself as you are with all your senses. Ready? Let's begin. How was that for you? Was your head spinning with thoughts or were you able to be in the present most of the time? Keep practicing and you'll get better and better at it. This is Laura and you've been listening to the Peaceful Life Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. For other episodes, visit my website at thepeaceful.life. Remember, You are a spectacular human being. Keep tuning in to increase the peace and joy in your life. Have a great week.